Hello, Friday night, and welcome to the Dr. Zeus Film Podcast. I want to give a shout out to Jason of Shit Happens When You Party Naked. Now, that's a title who did an episode on um, Goodfellas. It was impressive. And he, and he did it in, in a short amount of time. That's why it was impressive to me. And it, yeah, it did make my... Well, I'm not going to say what I said to him because that's, you know, that's between podcasters. You know, we speak our own language. And why I do the format of this show, why I do it at a certain length. Because I understand people have got things to do. You got to pet the cat. You got to feed the dog. You got to go to work. You know what I mean? Um, but I have thought long and hard. I, I love I love saying that. Long and hard. About doing longer shows. I've thought about it. I've thought about it. Um, but I would also do it... Um, I would do it for the right price. Let's let's get real there. Let's get real. If I was, it's going to happen. If I sign that document and they say we want you to do an hour-long show, I will do it. But right now, this is this is me being comfortable doing fifteen to twenty minutes, sometimes thirty. Talking about films. Last night we talked about Lauren Bacall and Metallica. Talk about extremes. Could you ever imagine Lauren Bacall at a Metallica concert? Can you just imagine her singing along, you know? Uh, she'd be like, oh, it's just so fabulous. They're talking about... And, uh, hush now, baby. Don't say a word of that noise you heard. Oh, God. Would it just be crazy for Metallica? Yeah. Well, let's hope. Let's hope. (laughs) Hey. There's a film coming out. I think it's today about Aretha Franklin. I hope it's good. Aretha Franklin's story is fascinating. What's even more fascinating, Aretha Franklin knew of the stories of black performers getting ripped off. So she demanded that she get paid on the spot in cash. I hope that's in the movie. Please tell me you got it right. I was kind of gazing at the soundtrack. And, you know, um, I know that when she was alive, she thought, hey, Jennifer Hudson could do a very good version of me. But then, you know, she's talking to Wendy Williams and Wendy's like, how about Queen Latifah? And she's like, no. (laughs) Or how Halle Berry was going to play her But then said she can't sing Is she going to have to lip sync And Aretha's like I want the person who's going to play me to be confident (laughs) Okay Yeah We talk about films We talk about biographies Biographical films Often get kind of A bad rap I've talked about it at length that I did not like the Bohemian Rhapsody film. That's just me, and I know it's just me. And how I preferred the Elton John one, Rocket Man. (laughs) Rocket Man! You know, yeah. Taron Egerton, I think that's how you say his name. Oh, God. When you are going to play someone, 
and you can actually sing. Sorry, Rami Malek. I'm talking about you. I love Rami Malek. I loved Mr. Robot. I thought that was such a great show. And I was excited when he was going to play Freddie Mercury. I thought, okay. Originally, Sasha Baron Cohen was going to play him. Okay. Well, didn't happen. And Rami Malek did a lot of lip syncing. Because Rami Malek doesn't sing. Okay. But Taron Egerton, who played Elton John, does sing. All right. You get what I'm talking about here. And in film, that's been going on since the beginning of time. The late Marty Nixon was the true voice of Hollywood. I know this because she did Deborah Carr's voice in The King and I, her singing voice. And she did Audrey Hepburn's singing voice in My Fair Lady. Now, the great Julie Andrews originated the role of Eliza Doolittle on Broadway. You know, wouldn't it be lovely? Come on. And there's a beautiful clip of her on Ed Sullivan singing Wouldn't It Be Lovely? And people assumed that, okay, you know, Julie Andrews would get the part. Well, Julie Andrews, Jack Warner said Julie Andrews hadn't done a movie yet. So she had no movie clout. So they cast Audrey Hepburn, knowing she can't really sing very well. And she could sing, you know, uh, Moon River. And that was beautiful. So what they did is they hired Marnie Nixon. And Marnie was what we call a ghost vocalist. So when Julie Andrews was not cast in My Fair Lady, her consolation prize was a movie called Mary Poppins, produced by Walt Disney. That year, Julie Andrews won the Oscar. Audrey Hepburn wasn't even nominated. Rex Harrison won the Oscar for My Fair Lady. Peter Sellers should have for Dr. Strangelove. But hey, that's just me talking about it. A year later. There, well, was it a year or was it months later? They were doing The Sound of Music and they were doing it. And people were nervous because Marnie Nixon is in it. And, oh, my God, how are her and Julie going to get along? And so Marnie Nixon has talked about Julie came up to her and extended her hand and said, Marnie, I've heard a lot about you. I'm a big fan. Isn't that interesting? Because they all knew that Marnie had dubbed the many roles that Julie should have gotten. I've done I've done episodes about Julie Andrews and how much I love Julie Andrews. Her voice, her acting, her humor. Julie Andrews is really funny. And it doesn't hurt that one of her good friends is Carol Burnett. And they did many, many specials together. So yeah. Hollywood is an interesting thing. If you can't sing, lip sync. We'll get a ghost vocalist. They also did that in West Side Story. I love Natalie Wood, but I think I, someone else dubbed her voice. Yeah. 
This has been going on. I It's in Singing in the Rain. Singing in the Rain. Where Debbie Reynolds, her character is the ghost vocalist. And the other girl is lip syncing. It's been going on since the beginning of time. So tonight we're just, this is about the behind the scenes of film. Those dirty little secrets that they don't want you to know about. Of course we all know about the casting couch. Come on. I love what Joan Rivers said about that. Love her or hate her. Joan Rivers, very provocative. And she said early on she had this bit where she's like, this business is all about casting couches. So I just want you to know my name is Joan Rivers and I put out. And she's like, it's such an innocent joke from such a woman 20-something years old. Uh, The audience laughed. Jack Lemmon heard my joke and said, that's disgusting. And walked out. So for her time, she was controversial. We all know about the casting couch. Or how if you sleep with the director, you get the part. Yeah. I think I think Drone Crawford tried that with Robert Aldridge, but they were doing Baby Jane, but... Uh, I think Betty Davis beat him to it. I don't know. That's an American horror story. That's a, you know, I don't know if she really had an affair with the director. I can't ask Betty Davis. It's not like, darling, it didn't happen. His dick wasn't big enough. But by that time, darling, I'd, I'd been done with sex. Been done with sex. The Oscar itself is an orgasm. And she's right, because she wanted three of them. Betty Davis wanted a a threesome Oscar race. Come on. She had two Oscars. She had that one for Dangerous. And then she had the other one for Jezebel. And she wanted the third one. She didn't get it. Catherine Hepburn beat her to it. And then Catherine Hepburn won a fourth one. So she's pissing Betty Davis off even more. Yeah. Isn't that interesting? I was was, uh, talking to some people today about that. And uh, about... Catherine Hepburn and how she lived that long life and did things her way. But back then in Hollywood, you couldn't do things your way. You had to do things the studio's way. It was either the studio's way or the casting couch. You went to central casting. You had to look the parts. the quaffed and fluffed. And you had to try out men to kiss. Because... You know, that's that's how it was in Hollywood. Those were the days. Okay. Those were the days of Hollywood. And here at the Dr. Zeus Film Podcast, that's what it's about. And we'll be back after these messages so I can tuck your asses in. So, this is Dr. Zeus of the Dr. Zeus Film Podcast, tucking you all in for the night. But before we go, we have a guest to talk about the behind the scenes of Hollywood. When I did Star Wars in 1976, I never thought I would be that famous with my own merry band of stalkers. A Pez dispenser, 
and even a sex toy, Princess Leia. Hello, I'm Carrie Fisher, and I've been dead for five fucking years that I finally get approved for a star on the Walk of Fame. My mother, Debbie Reynolds, has told me all about Hollywood. Making it, faking it, lip-syncing it. Pretending that you're still married to Eddie Fisher. Yes. When I had my affair with Harrison Ford on the set of Star Wars, I knew he was married. And I knew from experience he was not going to leave his wife for 19-year-old me, Carrie fucking Fisher. It didn't happen. And I ended up with a very fun, short Jewish singer like my mother, Paul Simon. What I'm trying to say is filmmaking is about a lot of bullshit behind the scenes. And even I, the script doctor, and I was a script doctor on Sister Act and many other films, but my own personal story of trials and tribulations, postcards from the edge, and yes, Meryl Streep was playing me, and Shirley MacLaine was playing my mother, Debbie Reynolds. This is Carrie Fisher, and good night. Thank you, Carrie. So that's the Dr. Zeus Film Podcast. Behind the scenes. And it wasn't short, short, you know. So I'm going to pet the cat and say to you, unpleasant dreams. <laughs>